Chapter Fifteen of the Flight of the Shadow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Denise Nordell. The Flight of the Shadow by George MacDonald. Chapter Fifteen: The Time Between. I now felt quite able to confess to my uncle both what I had thought and what I had done true i had much more to confess than when my trouble first awoke but the growth in the matter of the confession had been such a growth in definiteness as well as to make its utterance though more weighty yet much easier if i might be in doubt about revealing my thoughts i could be in none about revealing my actions and i found it was much less appalling to make known my feelings when i had the words of john day to confess as well i may here be allowed to remark how much easier an action is when demanded than it seems while in the contingent future how much easier when the thing is before you in its reality and not as a mere thought spectre the thing itself and the idea of it are two such different grounds upon which to come either to a decision or to action one thing more when a woman wants to do the right i do not mean wants to coax the right to side with her she will somehow be led up to it my uncle was very feverish and troubled the first night and had a good deal of delirium during which his care and anxiety seemed all about me martha had to assure him every other moment that i was well and in no danger of any sort he would be silent for a time and then again show himself tormented with forebodings about me in the morning however he was better only he looked sadder than usual she thought he was for some cause or other in reality anxious about me so much i gathered from martha's letter by no means scholarly but graphic enough it gave me much pain my uncle was miserable about me he had plainly seen he knew and felt that something had come between us alas it was no fancy of his brain-troubled soul whether i was in fault or not there was that something it troubled the unity that had hitherto seemed a thing essential and indivisible dared i go to him without a summons i knew martha would call me the moment the doctor allowed her it would not be right to go without that call what i had to tell might justify far more anxiety than the sight of me would counteract if i said nothing the keen eye of his love would assure itself of the something hid in my silence and he would not see that i was but waiting his improvement to tell him everything i resolved therefore to remain where i was the next two days were perhaps the most uncomfortable ever i spent a secret one desires to turn out of doors at the first opportunity is not a pleasant companion i do not say i was unhappy still less that once i wished i had not seen john day but oh how i longed to love him openly how i longed for my uncle's sanction without which our love could not be perfected then john's mother was by no means a gladsome thought except that he must be a good man indeed who was good in spite of being unable to love respect or trust his mother the true notion of heaven is to be with everybody one loves to him the presence of his mother such as she was that is would destroy any heaven what a painful but salutary shock it will be to those whose existence is such a glorifying of themselves that they imagine their presence necessary to all about them when they learn that their disappearance from the world sent a thrill of relief through the hearts of those nearest them to learn how little they were prized will one day prove a strong medicine for souls self-absorbed there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed end of chapter fifteen recording by denise nordell modesto california